Well, welcome to episode 16 of Becoming an Elite Financial Advisor with Sten Morgan, where we help financial professionals like you recognize and reach your potential faster. If you want to get stronger, then it would be a great idea to hire a personal trainer. If you need help with your mental health, then you can pay a counselor. And if you want your business to grow, then you've probably considered hiring a business coach. But how do you make that decision? What qualifications should they have? How much does their training in a specific system or program really matter? How much work should you expect to put into the coaching relationship? And should they suggest radical changes in your business or just make small tweaks? Well, let's find out the answer to those questions right now. Here's my conversation with Sten Morgan. Welcome to episode 16 of the Elite Advisor Podcast. Andy, welcome. It's great to be here. Um, we're going to talk about something that I think will save people potentially tens of thousands of dollars, or they will live deep in regret for have wasted. I'm just kidding. They won't waste it. But but we are going to talk about something that I think a lot of business owners, the kind of people that listen to our show, have experience, and that's a business coach and what you need to know and the things you need to think about before you hire them, uh, because there's a lot of them out there. So I want to ask you, do you, what's your earliest memory of going, I'm going to pay someone to coach me outside of, um, you know, whatever your company that you were working for at the time was, you know, they're, they're normal. Cause everybody, they have trainers, they have supervisors, you had a boss, you know, it was like a training. There's somewhere on the website for training, right? Yep. They send you away for two days for training. What's one of your earlier memories of a business coach for you? Mine was a speaking coach, um, which was a component of my business. Um, and I made some of the mistakes where we'll talk about today. I, I made those. That was probably the first one I made. Uh, learned from it. Uh, hired an even kind of more intense, more expensive business coach after that. So what we'll talk about today, I've lived out in real time through uh, mistakes. I always learn something, but I look back and I'm like, I just wasn't... I was looking for a quick fix or something to solve a big problem of mine, right. and I approached it the wrong way. Right. So how should we think about business coaches? What, how should we approach them? Um as a consumer, if you are looking for a coach to be your solution, that's a problem versus them being a important piece or ingredient of what you know is coming next. Right. You'll either be very disappointed because they will, you're setting them up for failure in yourself. If you're like, by having you and paying you, my life's going to change. Or you go in with clear expectations of this person is going to be, um, a catalyst for change or a, a, a push in the right direction, right. then you can have a much better outcome. It's, I mean, obviously mindset, we teach on that all the time. The The mindset you have going in to an engagement with a coach right. is going to be, you know, make or break it. So they're, they're not solution. Flesh it out for me a little bit more. They're part of the solution. So you're just, are you saying that they, it's not all up to them? It's not like this magic ingredient that you add and suddenly it, you know, turns everything roses and daisies and gold and diamonds. I mean, is it is it the is the problem of that approach of them being the solution that that single addition and no extra work and no adjustments on your part suddenly works? Yeah, and I think a lot of people miss out on a, a big opportunity because they do probably get some low hanging fruit right away. A coach, a reasonable you know coach semi-successful coach with some experience can come in and point out something and give right. you a unique perspective. And and that might kind of 
give you a small little project to jump on. Cause that's mm-hmm. what a lot of people want. We, we see this in our community. It's like, give me something to kind of chase after and distract myself. Cause I'm either not willing to accept the bigger issue. Maybe I have to tear down what I've built and rebuild it to right. go to the next phase. Um, or they're just like, I think I kind of know the problem is bigger than I'm willing to address. So just give me something to be busy hmm. versus realizing I'm going to get out of this what I put in. That's a direct ratio. And at times, we even see this in our community. People pay to be part of our community. They j- join a couple things, but they are not pursuing us with questions. They're right. not hungry for it. And, you know, in some exit interviews, we've like, what were you looking for? Well, no, it was great. The content was awesome. I just, I just wasn't ready. And it's like, okay, like they j- didn't want to grow. Yeah. And what are we in the business of? Helping advisors grow yeah. seven figure practices. Yeah. And that is the path less traveled. And for the right person, we can do it. For the person that's looking for just a feel good spend. For sure. It just won't work. We, I'm, one of my most memorable is someone who left the community and they're like, I just don't want to grow. And for them, they were, I was like, and that's shocking to us because yeah, the way we think, we're right? Just like, what do you mean? And, and I think for them, it was what they really were saying was, "I'm very comfortable," yep. and I, you know, it was a pretty honest answer. They're like, "I don't really want to be uncomfortable." I'm like, "Okay," and you realize that comes at a cost. You're like, "Yeah, I'm okay with that." I mean, yeah. okay. Um, and, and so I, I think it's it's also an important element as you think about how you want to think about your coach that that you should be expecting. Um, I call it like the polar plunge effect. Like mm-hmm. no one does the polar plunge and like, <laughs> man, I'm just going to ease into this. Like, no, it's called the polar plunge, yeah. right? Yeah. And if, for those who don't know, I mean, it's just you jump in a cold frozen lake or whatever, right? Uh, but the polar plunge, it's like, it's a shock to the system. Like mm-hmm. that's what you're doing it for. No yeah. one's like, I was so amazed. It was really cold. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a polar plunge, right? Yep. So a coach, in your opinion, should shock the system in some way. Like, that's right. Why is that a good thing? And and what should you do if they don't shock the system? I do this with advisors when I sit down. Uh, whether it's at a conference at a table and and, and, and I'll, I'll just throw something out that essentially calls into question everything they're doing and I just see how they respond. Most people's knee-jerk reaction is to kind of defend what right. they've done. It's like, you're, that's my identity that you're challenging. Um, <clears throat> because small changes, you know, you're not paying for a tweak. Like yeah. it, small changes will lead to small results. It's like everything I've done so far in my career that was a hockey stick pivot called into question everything I had done, which challenged me emotionally, which is like, what's going on here? Is this going to work? Like, but learning to live in that tension and that discomfort and the, the advisors I know that have multiple coaches that almost on a daily basis are being challenged and pushed and uncomfortable. They have a direct correlation to their success. And we're all sitting back being like, man, how do they do it? It's like, they'll tell you, I'll tell you how I did mine. Right. It's just the small group that's willing to do it. Yeah. And if they do it, they'll all get the same results. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't seem like it's many advisors because most aren't willing to do it. You know, it's interesting to me as I, you know, try to spend as little time as possible, but always find myself on social media, these Kobe Bryant videos come up again Mm -hmm. and again and again. Mm -hmm. And the consistency of these videos is, you know, Kobe, what did you do? What's your secret? He's like, I worked harder than everyone else. (laughs) Yeah. Like, okay, but like, Can you give then, us more? then yeah. what? He's like, well, like, like I would get up at, one of the reasons he took helicopters places, obviously tragically how he died, mm-hmm. was because he wanted to take his kids to school. And so he'd go work out in the morning, but then just to not be in traffic, he'd tell, like, take a helicopter back to his house so he could take his kids to school. And so the thing about Kobe was like, what made you so different? It's like, 
he worked harder. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's these stories about guys that be like, I tried to show up earlier than him and he'd been there for two hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what, what made him so darn special? Certainly gifted. Yep. Right. But at that level, you just have to work harder. Yeah. Right. And so I think that's, that's part of it is that a coach would push you to work harder. So let's talk about choosing a coach. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's a lot of them out there. Um, what do you feel like qualifies a coach to be a successful coach? This is the way I view it, uh, is they had to have accomplished it already, meaning some type of results to show for it. Um, do they have to own a business or is, does my coach have to be a you know seven-figure-plus advisor with double my practice, double my staff? Not necessarily, but they need to have either been in a leadership role and seen it been done mm-hmm an influential piece of growing something that was successful. Um, because without that, I mean, are they just regurgitating a program to me? Yeah. I yeah. mean, you can hire a coach for accountability and that would be okay. Right. I know what I've needed at different times and look for was like, I need somebody that's three, five, seven years ahead of me on my path to come and, and, and break me out of where I am now Yeah, to, sh- to give me hope and vision. Cause at times I'm like, there's just, I can't see that even happening. That seems so far away, and I felt this every part of my career was like, wait, how am I going to have a practice double the size today? Well, who, who am I going to hire to help? Until I saw somebody doing it, and I was like, oh, right, it's possible. Now I just need to figure it out. Right. Um, you know, I'm reminded, um, yeah, I'm reminded of, you know, people that I, I actually saw this once that someone had said, you know, they worked for Apple. Like, that was like their... Thing. Their one-line resume? Like, <laughs> well, like part, of their, part of their resume is like, worked for Apple. Yeah. And I, I did some digging. Yeah, they worked at the mall at the Apple store. Oh, gotcha. You know what I mean? Like, because in my brand, like, <laughs> I worked for Apple, like the big yeah. circle thing in California. And like, no. And listen, God bless those people. That's awesome. But like that, there's there's a difference between you worked at wherever Apple headquarters is and you worked at the mall, right? Sure. And the point is that you want people to have some work experience, but it doesn't mean that they have to have been the head honcho at the time. We know people that have been a part of teams because mm-hmm. we encourage people to build teams. And they were a really, really important part of that company's success mm-hmm. in a specific vertical, which, you know, we would then hire them to be, you know, to coach us. So I do I do think it's very important that they've had some, like you said, some m- major part of success in a business. But yep. does that mean they have to be completely solo or they have to have worked in finance? Not necessarily. Yep. And what a lot of firms have um, that I didn't understand earlier in the career of the finance business is these managers at, for, at larger firms. And I interacted with them at, at Northwestern and these different companies. And and I always was struggling because I was like, I mean, if they were really successful, wouldn't they be doing this? And I found out over time, some of them just didn't have the heart to grow a business, but they were really good at coaching and accountability. Yeah. So they weren't promising me and saying, Sten, do everything I say and you'll have a seven-figure practice because they didn't know. That wasn't their skill set. But they were good at other things. Right. They were good at saying, hey, let's set your goals. What's your business plan? Like there, that's, there's a version of that and accountability is important. What I think our distinction we're making is when you're going out and saying, I'm going to make an investment in somebody else that's been there, done that to come in and, and take me to the next level. Not from two to four, but two to eight. Right. And that's a bigger deal. So what do you think about age? How, how do you perceive age when it comes to coaching um, I even think about like football coaches. It's either like the really old person. It's like super like Bill Belichick. Just like the code one day obviously he's figured it out. He's been in a, you know he's older than dirt. He's, and then you have like the super young people, mm-hmm. and there's like there's this energy to them. So w- when you look at a coach, when you see an age, 
how does how does that affect your decision making? I think it depends on what I need. I, I think early on, like when I hired a speaking coach, he was probably sixty years old, Hall of Fame speaker, you know, all those accolades. Yeah. Um, but the audience has changed. You know, speaking has changed. The way you present has changed. Yeah. Um, TED Talks weren't around back then. You know. Yeah. Um, if it is a sage that I'm looking to for leadership principles, um, humility. There are people I'd say I need these people need to have seen it. Yeah. If they're 55, 60, 65, I'm less concerned about how they're working in the market and attracting prospects today because that's not what they're holding themselves out to be. Right. But they're going to give me uh, some wisdom on life and yeah. business all about it. That being said, I think what we get a lot of attention for is people are like, I don't want to learn from the advisor that took 20 years to build a seven figure plus business. I'm kind of interested that extended in a cold market in less than five years. Like I want to hear that. And so I think depending on what you're looking for, um, should dictate who the coach is. So age matters if the speed of success is what you're looking for. Right. But if it's kind of sage wisdom, you know, yeah. maybe it's if a I'm on wisdom on life and your age starts with a two or three, <laughs> maybe it's, yeah, you know, because mine starts with a four, you know, and again, but I, you know, you're a dear friend of mine and I learned from you and yeah. your age starts with a three and mine starts. With, so it's not that, but I do think that it, it it's, it's wise to say, what are you looking for? Yeah. You I know? think that's the better question versus the, the age being a factor. Cause again, in our business, if revenue is what you look for, that's deceiving. Yeah. Uh, if age is what you look for, that's deceiving. I've been at some firms where the guy with the gray hair started four weeks ago. Yeah, sure. Looks good in a suit and looks like he's run a company, you know, but like, so age can be a little more deceiving um, than just being really clear about like, is what I'm looking for, this person has a unique ability to speak to. Absolutely. So what do you think about and how should we think about people that are connected to a program? A John Maxwell, a C12, I mean, programs that have, Sort of their 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 curriculum. Do you give more credibility to them? You know, at EAN, we've got our you know advisor success path, and we've got these different evaluations to do. Like, you know, are do you look at it like you know? Yes, they're more credible because of that. Yep. Or does it matter? I think a system's important. I think any coach you go to should have some type of path or system. And that's something even at EAN we continue to refine. It's like, is this just in our head? Or are we clearly communicating this? Right. Because it is difficult. And I've gotten this feedback from large firms where I went and spoke to hundreds of advisors where they're like, Stan, just remember, they're not all you. And I think that is a feeling people get if there's no system. If they're like, Stan's just going to come and say some motivational things and talk about his story, but I can't really relate to that story. I don't know if I can just do it versus as our, you know, business has evolved. And when I talk, I'm like, here's my story, but here's the path I took. And here's other people who have taken the same path with different stories and also had success. Right. I think that makes you know, the probability of success higher when you know, here's what I'm supposed to be doing each day. Mm. And it's not relying just on my motivation in that moment. Uh, yeah. 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 But then the other coach pieces there is like, who is the facilitator of that content? I'm in C12 and my facilitator is amazing. Yep. Was senior leadership in a church ministry is a big part of our company and also ran a big medical practice. So he sees the the ministry side and the business side really well. It's like I could get value of the same curriculum from somebody else, but I was fortunate enough to get somebody who it's like is also really good at doing it. Yeah. And so programs are great. I think a program with the wrong facilitator might not shock the system. Mm -hmm. I could say a great business coach without a system could still shock the system. 
but you know, what we're coming down to here is like, it's an important decision. And, you know, are you going to pay $250 for something that's going to change your world? No. Can it, can it sprinkle some ideas in there and, uh, have some light bulb moments that you then need to run with? Yes. Uh, or is it a $20,000 a year program where somebody is, you know, claws in your business with you, walking with you, pushing you, like, what do you need at this point to do it? Yeah. Well, I think it goes to, um, you know, what, what's the result that we should expect from it? Um, we know that your business coach, you know, you have to, you have to be willing to invest heavily in openness to making changes, um, to being humbled. And a lot of times that comes down to, you know, being willing to invest financially, uh, as we were, as we were talking about today's conversation, you know, it came up that, you know, when you, when we, pe- when people make larger investments, they do expect larger returns, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that, that there is something that is just happens again and again and again that when you invest more, you do take it more seriously, mm-hmm. your expectations higher, you're more open to making big changes. Yep. Um, you know, yeah, I, I learned that in the financial advisory side when I would charge a small planning fee, people would somehow just be like, oh, I'm going to, I'll call you back later. And if I charge somebody 2,500 bucks for a year for a financial plan, they may not do not, anything. By the time we renew 12 months later, they might be like, oh, let's try it again. But if I'm being measured off results right. and I want to be able to use those results as testimonies for somebody else, like I need you to be in this. And so now when we charge, you know, eight, 10, three grand a month, whatever the client is for the consulting, like there is a, a threshold in there where it's like, before you say yes, just know here's what's going to be required of you. And if that's not what you're interested in, then we're not a good fit for you. Right. But if once you find the right fit, so for us advisors that are really ready to grow and change their practice, amazing results. But when it's not a good fit, somebody's not willing to put the time, maybe they have the money to throw away, but they don't really show up to stuff like yep. that leaves both sides feeling frustrated. And just like with clients, don't take on the wrong client. Like we all have to learn that lesson. Yeah. Yeah. So we've established they have to have a process. You have to be willing to do the work. Um, the last thing I want to touch on um, that, that comes top of mind is about just the the interactions with them the the because we actually really started with this of the, you have to have an expectation to um, that, that they have to be part of this they're a catalyst was the word you used they're not they're not the solution they're part of a solution um, so the idea that they would tell you the hard truth can you think of some examples where you hired someone and you knew pretty quickly that they weren't going to be the right fit because they weren't willing to tell you the hard truth oh yeah this happened in a marketing coach we hired this happened in marriage counseling when we hired one you know if it what i didn't need and usually don't need is somebody be like oh just hang in there you got this <laughs> you know versus like there's a problem here that we need to solve yeah and by the way it's going to be hard but it's going to be great if you can stick in it you know yeah. and, and what people want and i see this in the financial advisory business if i go into a room with a proposal and i'm like hey whatever you want like you can do this you can do that Whenever I've had some great business owners sense that, they're like, Sten, I just need you to tell me what to do. Yep. Like, you're giving me too many options here. Yep. And and I've gotten more confident over time. When I walk in a room, I'm like, here's the pros and cons. Here's a couple options. But if I were you, this is what I would do. Yeah. And what do most people do? They do that. And they, they say, do. thank you. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and they appreciate the, the authority and confidence behind it. I had a conversation with an administrator today. It was onboarding for one of our members of our Level Up community. And, and at the end of every one of those calls, we try to identify two or three specific action steps they need to take 
And then my assistant, Nicole, I said, Nicole, we'll email you in a week and see if you did these things or not. And I start by saying, you know, what are things that, based on our conversation, what are, what are things that you know you need to do in the next week? This, this, you, these have to be all different, not more the same, no. but this is something different. And it's fascinating to see them think about something that makes them uncomfortable <laughs> and then say it out loud, like, I really need to have this conversation with him and tell him that, like, he's, you know, with their advisor, if he's, he's not delegating this to me well. And so we have to have this common language for delegation. What level of delegation is this for me? Da, 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 da. And he's like, and she's like, I've never had that conversation. I'm super scared. And I'm going to do it this week. Right. <laughs> nice. And then, you know, she thought of two more. And I said, okay, we're going to email you in a week and see if that's done or not. And if it's not, then I'm going to call you. And she's like, awesome. I mean, so she is signing up for discomfort. Yeah, that's great. Right. And that's the kind of thing that we want people to experience because they know that's where life will change. Mm -hmm. That's where business will change. And what's fascinating is that we will, we will all someday wish we did it. Nobody's going to look back and be like, man, I just wish I did less. You know, like more that's the not same. the regret. It is, I knew somewhere in, I wanted something different, something better. And, you know, willpower of alone on our own on an island is rarely the result. Yeah. It gets us the result we want for any of us. Even me, if I'm just sitting in my office, like Sten's willpower alone, is, you know, runs out. Yeah. And, until I have somebody speaking into it, calling me out, reminding me of what I said I wanted to do. Uh, and that's why community is huge yeah. in some form or fashion. I would say community is important. I would put business coaching above that and like this is a direct, maybe it's a one-year engagement, maybe it's a two-year engagement. Community needs to be constant, you know. Yeah. Um, but, a bit, but a business coach done the right way, and that's I think why our heart behind this episode was, is because you can get one that puts you down the wrong path. A business oh, yeah, coach think, can be yeah, equally just waste beneficial. Your time. I mean, just waste your time and your money and yeah. you end up even more discouraged. Exactly. Right? So, I, I, yeah, again, we want you to make good decisions and learn from your past mistakes just like we have in our, in our hiring of, of different coaches. Um, you know, and, and we want to we help you if you're an advisor. We want to help your admin if, if you have an admin and support team that needs help. But, but consider the things we've talked about before you go out and spend your hard-earned money. We, we have conversations um, very often with people who say, hey, I'm going to hire a coach for this other thing. And we say, that, that's great. What, what's your thought process in that? So before you make that investment in yourself and your business, um, we hope you'll consider these things. Stan, if, if someone is um, looking at spending money on marketing, website revamp, right, you know, LinkedIn ads, you know, we're a business coach. Uh, is it is it a universal like get the business coach first or like when you think about allocation of dollars because a lot of times people go I'm all right I'm gonna spend five grand this quarter on something what should I spend it on I would get uh, I'd pay for perspective quickly and that does come in the form of a business coach at times a community at times um, a retreat it, it's something that sets the stage for all those other decisions because yeah. when I made a marketing choice or a uh, a, a Facebook spend choice, or let's do this with our client service model out of the context of what am I really trying to accomplish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like a random decision to create movement. Whereas when I've spent some intention, gotten some feedback, and sat back, I usually get rid of 80% of the things I was going to do and I yeah. focus on 20%. Yeah. And I do those things really well, and the results are that much better. Uh, that could be in your office with somebody else, maybe if you're in a group of advisors. Um, but I would challenge you to say, are they operating at a level that you aspire to be at? Or is there a chance of you and an advisor that are both struggling are just going to kind of keep each other thinking small? 
uh, I, I would challenge people to get to shock the system yeah. tomorrow in some form or fashion. And I will tell you the degree of discomfort you take on will directly correlate to the success you get from it. Uh, and that's why we have discomfort goals all the time. Ooh, that, that sounds terrible. Well, that means I should probably do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to encourage you, if you have a question for Sten, uh, for the show, go to stenmorgan.com slash podcast. To the very top of that page there, you'll see a form. You can send us a question uh, about your business, and um, we will respond to you. I guarantee it. Uh, and we may also answer a question here on the show. So as usual, Sten, thanks for your time. I appreciate you. Thanks, brother. It's our sincere hope that you'll use this show as a resource to help you improve your business in practical ways. If you'd like to work with us, then we invite you to apply to join our Elite Advisor Network. You can visit stenmorgan.com slash E-A-N. That's stenmorgan.com slash E-A-N to apply to join the network today. We'd love to help you reach your true potential. As always, thanks for listening. We appreciate you.